0: Raz heard the boom before he saw the drift of smoke in the distant sky. Fear took instant hold of him, pain stabbing his chest. He stared at the narrow trail of black smoke that rose from the far-off desert floor. The area rider would have been flying over today. His hand clutched the wrench in a white-knuckled grip. He knew the flight patterns for the test pilots. He also knew the sound of a crash when he heard one. Knew what the dark smoke meant heartbeat picking up speed. He put away his tools and locked the hangar with shaking hands. If there was a crash, it didn't mean it was Ryder. The wing had more than one jet pilot. He jogged the quarter mile back to the house, afraid his cell phone would start to vibrate in his pocket. Sweat beaded his forehead and dampened his armpits by the time he reached the garage. His gut told him it was Ryder. His head argued odds were against it. Still, He jerked his keys and phone from his jeans pocket. He got in his truck and headed toward Edwards, conscious of the phone lying on the seat beside him. As he ate up the miles toward the base gate, he prayed the phone wouldn't ring. God, he didn't know what he'd do if it rang. Shivering despite the heat, fear wrapped around him, tightening like a tourniquet, staving off full-blown panic with its mind-numbing qualities. He drew a shuddering breath as he approached the gate. Seeing the stickers on his windshield, the guards waved him on through. Once inside the gate, Baz pulled to the curb momentarily. He didn't see anything that would indicate there'd been a catastrophic accident. No servicemen rushing around. No base lockdown. No sirens. For a moment, he didn't know whether to head toward the testing wing or not. He had no rights. He might be Ryder's partner, but that meant nothing to the Air Force— They could have been legally married by the laws of the state of California, not that any such law had been passed yet, and it wouldn't matter to the military. Anger welled inside Baz as he realized his phone would not ring. If there was an accident, if his partner was injured or dead, no one would call him. He glared at his silent phone. He had no rights. The man who meant everything to him could be dead and no one would tell him. According to the Air Force... He had no right to ask, and they didn't have to tell. Pulling the truck out onto the street, Baz drove toward the test pilot school. He needed to ask someone who would tell him, someone he trusted. He stopped in front of the building where he reported to work twice a week and got out of the truck. Coming down the steps of the building was his boss and friend, Mike Aaron's. When Mike headed straight toward him with an iron-hard expression on his face, Baz felt his stomach sink. Nausea rose within him. He leaned against his front fender and clenched his fist to control his shaking. Mike? His voice sounded like sandpaper as he tried to speak around the lump in his throat. Sympathy washed over the colonel's face, and for a split second, Baz thought Ryder was dead. Then a little smile quirked up Mike's mouth. He's fine, Baz. The deep tones of the colonel's voice reached down into the pit of Baz's stomach and warmed him. He punched out. He's got a concussion and a few scrapes and bruises, but he's okay. They'll be releasing him from the base hospital in a bit. He'll need to go home and go to bed. He'll be debriefed tomorrow when his head is clearer. Baz slumped against his truck and tried to mentally pull himself together. Ryder was okay, and that's all that mattered. I can't pick him up. The acid words ate at his guts fueling his anger at the politics of the country both he and Ryder had risked their lives for repeatedly. The colonel shook his head. Look, I'll have one of the guys take me down there and I'll bring him back in his car. He can stay here overnight and you can bring him in tomorrow when you come to work. I wish I could tell you things were different, but they aren't yet. Hopefully by the time Ryder retires things will be the way they should be. No one's ethnicity gender, or sexuality should factor into their service to their country. You and Ryder have done your duty, and your government appreciates it. They just don't want to know who you sleep with in the privacy of your own home. And even then, if a serious conflict broke out tomorrow, Uncle Sam would be sending both of you to the front line. You're the best there is regardless of your sexual orientation. Drawing a deep, shaking breath, Baz nodded. I know. I know. It's just hard.